I love how the Holy Spirit has the ability to sometimes work outside of our frames and the ways that we want to do things. And it's exactly what He's doing this morning. This is again one of those, and we don't do it, I promise you. I'm not doing these things on purpose that I want to say every Sunday we must have a different type of service. It might feel that way sometimes, but it is so important that the, Lord, the Holy Spirit is massaging into us in Chrobo. That it's not about this way or that way, it's about His way. And that's the thing that is massaging into us. So even in mornings like this morning where again we're doing things a little bit differently, it's not because we want to be different. It's because the Holy Spirit is training us to be reliant on His leading. Because if it happens here, it's going to happen in the rest of our, our walk as well. So I want you guys to just feel at ease in mornings like this when we do things a little bit differently than you might be um, yeah, uh, used to. Now, you don't want to maybe take him inside the little mother's room and the ox I'm easy, I, I know you guys are fine, but I'm easily distracted. I, 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 I'm, uh, I, I'm, unfortunately, I'm easily distracted. Now this morning, This morning word comes from a very personal point of view. It's a personal journey. It's not something perhaps that I can say it, you know, there's not a piece of scripture that specifically points to that, which is going to make it a little bit, it's, it's kind of a villainism this morning. Um, and, I, and I do think when, when we're going to kick off some of, uh, and I'm looking at, at, at the, my English friends, uh, Mark and Niels, immediately I'm looking at you guys because I think you're, your command of the English language might look at me this morning and say, hey, but that's, you, you're talking about the same thing here, you know, and, and, but this is very much a personal, and sometimes the Lord uses our misunderstanding of something to teach us something, and so I believe that over the years, the Lord has used this, perhaps a misunderstanding of these English terms to work with that and to teach me a principle that's truth. So rather focus on the heart of what I'm talking about and the principle that I'm talking about and not as much the words that I'm using this morning. Is that good? So that's just a little bit of a, a disclaimer that if my English is off, that you don't get distracted by that. If it's, if it's just a terminology thing that's, that's struggling this morning. But as I was hearing, and that's also very important, and I heard, I, I had my, my, my ears to the ground even from from the prayer time and to what was the words that were shared this morning as well, whenever we bring anything, a word or anything, it's super important that we also bring it in the posture and in the heart that God says it. Because I've said this before to you guys, I can say the same thing twice and the first time it could be like I'm, 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 I'm commanding you or I'm rebuking you and a grass with you. And the second time, if I just do it in a different tone of voice and in a different posture, it will be encouraged and it will be from a place of love. And this morning, from all the words that we've got here in front, I can hear Jesus' heart is to encourage us. And it's not as much a thing that He's saying, But it's more a thing of, I want to take you to something new. I want to take you further in your understanding of something that He wants to take you in. Is that good? So please, continually. So I'm going to watch her. You have to look forward remind me. Because I'm and I get one tone. And as I get one tone, I can click on it. But it's not so. Alright. I feel Jesus will come And the thing that we're going to talk about is perspective versus point of view. Perspective versus point of view. And immediately, in my own heart, I do feel that there's something that's actually the same term because perspective and point of view is actually the same thing. But the way that the Lord showed me something of that, I want to make it something different this morning. Is that okay? Is that right? That's my English and Mikey's game. I'm picking on you guys. Because I believe if there is a struggle in your own walk with the Lord, on the area of renewal of the mind. We all know that scripture that talks about we must renew our mind. We must think differently than the way that we did. 
If there's a struggle in your life to implement that, you should hear carefully this morning. If there's an area of struggle in your work with Jesus, in trusting Him and, and following Him in difficult times and in difficult challenges, this is something you need to hear this morning. If there's sometimes a struggle with your faith in walking a journey with Jesus, that He's got a specific road that He's placed you on, and you are struggling to find the faith to keep on that road, this is something that you need to listen to this morning. And if there's a struggle in your walk with Jesus, in terms of patience, to wait on His timing, and sometimes to wait on... Because sometimes He walks a little bit differently than we might expect. And there's sometimes in our journey with Him, there's a part of us that says, Jesus, when, where, when? Where's the breakthrough? And sometimes the Lord is, is not there yet. And we struggle with that patience. And then this morning, you need to hear about this perspective. Because the way that the Lord explained to me, there's a difference between perspective and point of view. Perspective is very much what is being perceived. It's a variable. It's a thing that's ever-changing. Perspective. It's either the person that perceives the person that has an effect, and it is also what is being viewed that has an effect. So my perception will change if I just change my angle. If I just look at it differently, my perception and what is being perceived will change with that. You get that? So it's very much changing, ever-changing. It can be what I'm perceiving now. So from Anthony, now, okay, see that he has grey hair and he can't see my face. But as I hear it, so big and hairy, can't get a single look at the You see, perspective, how it changes, and it can change just in an instant with a little bit of detail, some information, perhaps. Your perspective will change because of that. Point of view, on the other hand. And for this morning's illustration and for this morning's preach, point of view is going to be what the process of perception, the process of perspective has in a result that if perspective remains the same thing over and over and over a period of time, it develops, it matures into a point of view. Does that make sense? It's something that over a long period have kind of solidified, it's baked. It, it becomes a point of view. You could almost say to a certain degree it, it, it forms an opinion. You know, I know this. And I'm going to illustrate it to you. A, a perspective is often perceived through the instant of what I'm, what I'm seeing right here, right now. Point of view is more a result of even experience. Also works into point of view. It's not just by sight. It's also by experience. I've been hurt. I've been challenged. I walked through this path. And that forms a point of view. Rather than just a perception. Or a perspective. You guys understand that? On a practical side. I can change your perspective on something very easily and very quickly. But to change someone's point of view. Especially if it's hard baked. Forget about it. Andrew just posted on his Facebook page the other day that to unteach something that has been found that is foundational, it's almost impossible to unteach that. And that's very much where your point of view is. It's fixed. I'm gonna make it more practical. Willem and Debbie gaan back to Cape. Yeah. And ons gaan Kaapstad Stadion toe. We're going to Cape Town Stadium and ons gaan gaan back to And Demi supports the All Blacks and Willem supports the, the Springboks. But Willem sit op die, op die middellijn. Ek sit op die middellijn, op die hoofdgrandstand, en Demi sit achter die pale. En sy kyk die game van daar af. Now we're watching the same game, but our perspective is different. I will be able to see a skew line-out throw where she will not be able to see that, but she will be able to see if a penalty kick goes over the post, and I, from my perspective, might struggle to see that. So she's got an advantage in some areas to watching the same game than I have because she's got a different perspective. But when she comes to sit right next to me on the grandstand, and we're watching the same game from the same perspective, it is going to be our point of view that different because she supports the whole That is not a penalty. I always offside. I said, 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 I said,
because it's my point of view. I'm biased because I support the Springboks, and she's biased because she supports the All Blacks. You see the difference between point of view and perspective. Perspective can change just by sitting in a different place, but point of view doesn't change that easily. I've got some pictures I want to show you. Yes, yes. Now, from perspective, it seems that that lady is a giant. All, all, all of them. Those people are giants. Perspective. It can lie to you in that moment and show you a picture that's not the truth. And all that needs to happen is just a different camera, a different angle, a different anything will tell you the truth about that picture and that it's just an angle. It's just a perspective. But what should happen if we do a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different cameras and different angles and that picture remains the same? Then it will become a point of view that it is the truth. Then she is a giant. You get that? So perspective is changing. And sometimes our perspective becomes the truth. It's so easily that the enemy knows. I believe this morning that just through this illustration of the difference between perspective and point of view, Jesus wants to teach us how to move from a place of reacting from only my current perspective and to start living from a place of point of view rather where he has had the opportunity and he has had the time to through his Holy Spirit work into my point of view so that my point of view becomes his point of view and not my perspective because so often we work from our perspective and not God's point of view when we do life and when we face challenges and when we face difficulties and all kinds of things. You can afford to get off on it. I'm Where he has the opportunity to mold and to shape my point of view according to his word and to his will. Where he becomes the center point. And it doesn't matter how much my perspective changes in that moment. And in my circumstances that my point of view is fixed and is rooted well in Him. Because that's what we are busy with. We're talking about being rooted well. And Ephesians 4 says the following. Herman Afrikaans lees. En dit is die gaves wat hy gegeet. Apostels, profete, evangeliste, herders en leraars. Sy doel hiermee was om die geloofiges toe te ris vir hulle diens en vir die opbouw van die lichaam van Christus. So sal ons uiteindelik allemaal kom tot, tot werkelijke eenheid in ons geloof en in ons kennis van die gees, van die Seen van God. Dan sal ons sy kerk soos een volgroeide mens wees, soveel maak en soveel wasse soos Christus. Daar is iets van God wat dier al hierdie dinge he wants to use the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip us, to teach us, to bring to us a fullness that we don't yet have. It's important for us to realize that we don't yet have that when we get saved. There's something that needs to be built in us. And in the same way, viewing my life, viewing my road, viewing my challenges, viewing my circumstances, viewing my growth, viewing anything that is happening to me, it's super important that God has the ability to bring and to bring His point of view into that. But it's something that is being built into us. It doesn't come naturally. What comes naturally is walking my life from my perspective. That what comes naturally. Or my old point of view. So we need to allow the Lord. And then it says that in verse 14. Then will we no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in the deceitful scheming. And I see it so often in my own life. And that's why I say it's a bit of a personal journey, this thing. How God is, is and I, I, I don't have it all plugged up yet. God is taking me from a place of functioning from perspective and taking me into functioning from a place of His point of view. And it's super important for each one of us. Because our perspective is something that is being blown and tossed back and forth. That the minute that the challenge comes, 
the minute that my face kind of just recites a little bit, then I'm being tossed. And I see it so often with each one of us as well. That God sit by a care for us on a specific path. And when the challenges come and when we believe so big begin fight, then I feel like I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, and then we just want to run. I see that. Or we want to go down below deck. As well, so big in, the man's doing it, and we climb on our grotten, and we're not going to get away from it, because we, we're struggling with this road. We're struggling with this journey that we're on. I'll never forget this, how perspective, and that's when the Lord started talking to me about this, and it's many years ago. I had an, a, a season where I had the perspective from what I could see that my family was turning against me. It was so weird. It was so I'm laughing about it now because it was so weird. I, I used to look at them coming together and, and, and the enemy used to feed me these lies and these thoughts that they're conspiring against me. They're talking of me. That they, they're not really happy. I remember I was still single at that point. And, and, that they, and I, I, I fed myself with that perspective the whole time. And it became, after a few months, my point of view. And I'll never forget it. That one Saturday evening, I went over to the house. My parents and my I don't know if you guys even remember that. Uh, uh, but I went over to their house and I confronted my family. And I said, you guys are all against me. And you are talking behind my back. And I know about those messages. <laughs> and the minute that it got out. <laughs> and the Lord was so sneaky. He didn't bring me his point of view earlier. The minute that I got in my car and I raced home. He brought his point of view. <laughs> and suddenly my perspective in that moment faded. And I realized, oh my word. I had the wrong perspective. I could see in my family's eyes, it was like, what is he talking about? And in that moment as I drove home, I realized I made a mistake. I relied on a perspective instead of going to the Lord and pointing to his, relying on his point of view. And I went back to them that evening. I think it was that evening start. I went back and I said, oh, sorry. Can't believe I was stuck in that for months. Perspective. Because I, I found this, if you are stuck in a specific perspective for long enough, it becomes your point of view. If you're stuck in that for long enough, eventually it will become your point of view. And then you will start to live from that. You will start to react from that. You will start to feed off of that point of view. And then it is so dangerous. Because then it's, it's so difficult to pull you back. It really is. And I'm seeing that often. How people revert back to their first response, their first reaction. And then I want to I pull you back and say, no, 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 no. And it's difficult then sometimes. So the question the Lord has been asking me for quite a number of years is what is feeding your perspective? What is feeding your perspective? What are you feeding from? What are you allowing in your life to feed that perspective? Because what is feeding your perspective will determine your point of view over a period of time. And that's why it's so important to me that we, that we grasp the principle behind this perspective versus point of view. And the one being a result of the other. And, and, and the, world says, uh, the, 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 the word says, the world around us constantly wants to talk to our perspective. Constantly. We are in a world that constantly wants to mold and shape your perspective. Because the world knows, the enemy knows, that he doesn't even have to speak to the truth immediately. He doesn't even have to bring a twist, a, a, a dwell, leer and all of those things. All he needs to do is work on your perspective long enough and that will become your reality. That will become your point of view. And he's crafty in that way. Romans 12 says this, Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But let the God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, by changing your perspective. And eventually, if you allow Him to do this long enough, you will be able to change your point of view and it will be fixed and rooted in Him. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. 
Then you will know God's point of view. You will no longer be reactionary out of your perspective in that moment and in that time. But you will be able to live from a place where you know what God's will is for your life. What God's will is for that specific journey that He has put you on. For that challenge or for that specific thing. You will live from a place of His point of view and not your perception. And I think that's sometimes what we've done in the church. We've, we've brought this renewal of the mind thing. We've watered it down. Almost to the world's definition of almost like positive thinking. And, and, and sometimes we want to positive think one another. We want to encourage one another into... And, and we constantly wanting to just, you know, we see that there's a point of view that's missing. And that we feel that we want to just per, temporarily help you with your perspective. And if I can temporarily help you with your perspective, you will feel better and you will walk differently. Instead of focusing on what's really the problem, and that's many cases, a point of view that's skewed. And the renewing of the mind is then suddenly a much more intense thing. And I see it with many of us. That we are often happy with encouraging each other to develop fear. For whom Anthony of Aintet, he with a point of view for another one. And he has a point of view for another one. He has a point of view and sometimes a point of view, the Lord first needs to break down those old bad foundations. And then He needs to build it up again. And oftentimes it happens in things like deliverance. In prayer time together. Intentional praying for one another. And I see a lot of us turning away at the point of, of our perspective being encouraged. And we turn around and we think, no, no, it's all right. But we never deal with the point of view that's skewed. And I said this to Stefan this week. Stefan has been having a lot of difficult decisions and things that's been weighing on in his mind with his business. And there was a lot of encouragement into his perspective that came this week. And Stefan is feeling better. I asked him this week, And I know his perspective has been encouraged. But I know he's going to miss the mark if he doesn't allow the Lord to change his point of view. And that needs a lot more work in that. And I know it's the same with a lot of us. I see oftentimes when there's something that the Lord has just started to change your perspective on something. And then something scares you. And He hasn't had the opportunity yet to work on your point of view. And then we start running. I need to move on. Krak after. But it's so... The world and the culture that's around us, if we start relying into that to influence our perspective, and it's something that I'm super passionate about, because I've seen and I've experienced how quickly and how easily my perspective has an effect on my point of view at the end of the day. And how the enemy knows that sometimes all he needs to do is lay one or two seeds of wrong perspective. And how that will grow into a wrong point of view. And how sometimes I feel in my heart that I become almost overprotective of what I feed myself and what I feed my perspective of. Because I know sometimes it just needs a little bit of a gap. Not a lot, just a little bit of a gap. And often, and in these days, we want to tell ourselves, man has got this thing that we believe that we need to figure out stuff. There's stuff written in the Bible and now we have the obligation on us to figure it out. When actually the Bible is black and white on it. Actually the Bible has a point of view, not a perspective. The Bible has a point of view on it. It's God's ways. It's His ways of thinking. It's His designs. And then we want to come and we want to try and figure it out all over again. And we want to bring our perspective into things. And how dangerous it is when we start doing that. Because eventually, not always, but eventually... 
It can have the power to change our point of view. And I've seen that. And that's what Paul warns about in the Bible in the end times. The enemy wants to bring out a lot of different stuff. And how easily and how dangerous it is. What we lend our perspectives out of. And how quickly it can change our point of view. Because we're not always going to understand everything of God's ways. It's not all going to make sense to us. God's point of view will not always make sense of us in this day and age that we're living in. Sometimes the world will tell us, but how can you serve a God that does this? That sends people to hell. How can you do that? And, and, and then there's sometimes of that perspective that I have to say, oh, it makes sense. How can I serve a God that sends people to hell for eternity? And they want to bring that perspective to me. But I must work from a point of view. And the point of view is that the Bible says that God is just. He is just. I begin now to think as if I was not my life. I'm super passionate because I see so often how we are struggling in this journey because we're looking too much at our perspectives and we don't rely on the point of view of Jesus. Isaiah 55 says this. Make a point of this. This is a point of view. This is not a perspective. This is a point of view. Mark free in the email. We're not going to understand everything. Maak vrede daarmee, grabou. My gedagtes is nie jylle gedagtes nie. Maak vrede daarmee. Jylle op, en jylle optreden is nie soos myne nie. Maak vrede daarmee. Get it into your skulls. Sê die Heere, soos die jimmel hoor is die aarde, so is my optrede boe jylle optrede. En my gedagtes is boe jylle gedagtes. We're not going to understand everything not going to get everything. Sometimes we must just trust and believe in God's point of view. Plain and simple. And one of the things, and I felt that the Lord wanted to highlight, there's many things when we talk about God's point of view. But this morning I felt that God wants to do this. And I feel this morning coming from Ruark's word as well. There at the back of Ruark is. Coming from Ruark's word and the other words that came. I do believe that there's some of us that maybe needs just a little bit of Holy Spirit this morning. Just a little bit of prayer this morning in this specific area. Because the thing that the Lord highlighted to me is, is that His point of view is always eternal. It has always been eternal and it will always be eternal. It will always be with eternity in mind. From the first day of creation to the day that the Father spoke to Jesus and said, I want you to go down to earth. To Jesus coming to earth, to dying on the cross, to going into hell and taking the keys, to going up to the Lord again, sitting at the right hand of God, sending the Holy Spirit to be our comforter and our leader here and being a representation of Jesus through us on this earth, through preparing for us a place in heaven. All of that has one point of view and that is the point of view of eternity. And when He speaks with us, when He walks with us, when He spends time with us, when He puts something in front of us, whether it be a challenge or a journey or a scripture or anything, I promise you His point of view is always eternal. And so easily we want to make a temporary perspective. Colossians 3 verse 1 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on the things above, where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things above and not on the earthly things. Following Jesus is much more like walking on a tightrope than sometimes we think. There's this picture I want to show you guys. Perspective wants you to look down. Look at the rope, look at your balance beam. That's the two things. 
That perspective wants you to constantly focus on the here and the now, focus on what you believe, focus on the wind that's blowing here. He wants you to focus on that. The circumstance, the challenge, the difficulty. How, how, what am I experiencing? That's what perspective wants you to focus on. But if you go and talk to any good tightrope walker, he will tell you that you never look down. That you never look at your beam, balance beam. You either look forward or you look a slight bit upwards. Okay, that's how you look. And you focus on one point, a fixed point of where you're headed. That's where you're fixed on. And that's what God wants to teach us this morning. Stop looking down. Stop focusing on the wind that blows through your, your clothes. Focusing on the balance beam. And is my hand on the right place. Is it bezig om vinnig genoeg te stare genoeg te stap? Focus on one place and that's his point of view. Focus on the eternal until you're on the other side of where he wants to take you. Where's your view this morning? Where's your view this morning? <coughs> 2 Corinthians 4 says this, listen to this. And think of the tightrope as, as we read through this. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Just, just quickly, do you see that? Do you see that? Our present troubles, what God has an eternity point of view. And He sends sometimes our, some, some troubles and something like this. And they are sent so that they can produce for us a glory that vastly out, that outweighs them. And it will last forever. What's God's perspective on your troubles? What's God's perspective on your challenges and on your tests that you are writing? And sometimes it's difficult. And Paul says this. Our bodies are tired. And it's sometimes not lacquer. But he says don't focus on that. Look at my point of view. So we don't look. At the troubles we can see now, rather we fix our gaze on the things that we cannot see. For the things that we see now will be soon be gone. But the things that we cannot see will last forever. So I want to say this to you this morning. I want to say this, and this comes in with Ruark's prayer. So often when a call comes out that someone needs prayer, there's a breakthrough, that someone needs a breakthrough immediately. There's something in our heart that says, Oh Lord, my breakthrough, I need it. I need my healing, Lord. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But I've come to a place in my own life where I said, Lord, where are you in this? What are you busy with? What is your eternal point of view in this circumstance that I'm in right now? And not just to wait and see and look for my outcome. When am I getting off this tightrope? Yes. I've got seven minutes left. Yeah. One Timothy, uh, there's another thing now. Uh, we looked at challenges now. We looked at points of view and perspective when it comes to challenges, when it comes to difficult walk in our life, and when it sometimes becomes difficult. Even, I want to say the same quote. I'm not just talking about when you're when you held up in the bank and you're financial of your kinders, you're I'm even talking about a journey that the Lord is asking faith of you. And after many years, the Lord hasn't come through in that area. It's difficult sometimes to trust the Lord in those times. So it's not always when the challenge comes. It's not always when there's sin. Sometimes it's having faith that He is busy even when you can't see it. In the unseen. And there's a second aspect of that and it comes to the area of growth. You remember that story about Jesus where he talks about the fig tree, where he walks past the fig tree one day, and the fig tree just has a bunch of leaves and there's absolutely no figs. And I felt the Lord say this to me this morning, that I need to come and tell you guys, that his point of view is always eternal, and that his point of view is always looking for 
fruit. Not just how well am I doing this. Not just how much faith am I having in the journey. Not if I'm keeping a smile on my faith even though I'm suffering. He's also looking at what is the fruit that comes from that journey. Am I displaying fruit? How many words have already come into my ears? And am I displaying the fruit that comes from that word? And again, I want to remind you, I'm not rebuking you. I'm not correcting you. This is an invitation to more. This is an invitation to say, oh yes, Lord, I want to take your hand. I see there's something more. I want to take your hand and I want to journey into that with you. That's his invitation this morning. So I quickly just want to stand still by growth. 1 Timothy 4 says this. Physical training is good. But training for godliness. What's that? Training for godliness. Training for godliness. And he, and he likens it. I vergelijkt it with physical training. So soos when you push up to Hoe doen jy push-ups in jou geestelike leven? Are you training yourself in godliness? Are you exposing yourself to be trained in godliness? He says, but training for godliness is much better. Listen it. Promising you benefits in this life and in the life to come. Again, there's this, this looking, this point of view of eternity. God wants you to train in godliness. What, so you can sound better at a, tra- at a, at a prayer meeting? Hoe kom dink jylle? Is die Heere die Jesus die laaste tyd om hier redelijk hier een bykie stem los te maak? Hoe kom ons vanmorgen al geleentheid gegeet om dat ouwens kom deelneem? Dat jylle kan groei op die area van die profeties. Hoe kom dink jylle is dit so? Dat ons amazing dienste kan hee op die zondag? Dat ons een typoxie kan sê om te sê ja, ons het dit gedoen soos wat dit is? He's training you in godliness so that there might be fruit in your life. Not just for this world, but for the year after. Have you ever thought that training in, in prayer meeting is not just for what happens in here, but that it's for what happens in, in heaven? He's not just training me for the year, he's training me for the year after. He says, it will not only have a benefit here. So I can't net profetische woord kan bring en bid en vir mense bid en hulle word genees hier op aarde but there is a benefit in heaven and I don't know what it is yet we're going to find out there but there is an eternal thing of being stretched and so when we say come out of your comfort zone and walk with us allow the Holy Spirit to stretch you into the more of Jesus it's not just with our eyes on we want to have better services it's about what is to come I think that's amazing had a big piece here that I wanted to but I'm just going to say this what is your perspective on a Sunday morning coming here on a Sunday morning what is your perspective on going to community group on a Wednesday morning what is your perspective when it comes to going to a conference or going to a seminar with Jonathan Conrad where they say it's going to be a Jesus encounter are you working from perspective that says I'm either broke or I'm busy? Or are you working and functioning and reacting, reacting from a place of godly point of view? Where he wants to work something in me, where he wants to change something in me, not just for now, but for what is to come into eternity. What's your perspective? Because it's so easy that we react from I'm either broke or I'm busy and I can't do this or I can't do that. Where God's point of view is I want to do something in you. Every opportunity that I get on a Wednesday evening. I've had, I don't want to say that as a, as a, as a fact, but I almost want to say there has been more growth in me from going to Wednesday evening communities as a leader, because that's where he shaped and molded and formed me to be the leader that I am today. But it happened in community. And so easily, oh, Wednesday, it's move. I encourage. Okay, I'm going to end it off. How do I grow into this?
How do I grow into this thing where I allow the Lord to change my perspective and to live and function from a place of point of view? How do I allow Jesus to shift me from this place where I live a reactionary life and a reaction to perspective and where I allow Him to take me to a place where I live and I function from a place of His point of view? Two things. Submission to the Holy Spirit. Allowing yourself to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, I'm taking the, my hands off the, the reins. It's just a path, but I kill it. I bond it. And it's about saying, Lord, I, I, I'm not going to try and control this horse anymore. If you want to take me to this place, if you want to take me to that place, I'm taking my hands off the wheel. Me and Leone, we had, a, we had a choice that we made. And it sometimes starts with a choice. Me, a, a few years ago, the Lord spoke to us exactly on this area. And we made a decision that we are going to come from a place. We are going to work from a place. We are going to make our decisions from a place. That for anything where we know Jesus is going to be there, we're going to say we're going to be there as well. Anything. Whether it be a conference, a meeting, a meeting with Andrew whether it be a Wednesday evening, anything, our first answer is always going to be, yes, Lord, we are going to be there because we are going to know our point of view is that Jesus might want to change something in me at that, point, at that place. So we always say yes. And then we say, Lord, if it's not for me, talk me out of it. That's what we say. And we're functioning, we're reacting from a godly point of view that Jesus, where Jesus is, there is change. There is renewal. There is freedom. Amen. Second thing, and this is, I'm really finishing up. The second thing is, is give yourself, and this is going to sound so churchy, I had to laugh with Mark and, 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 and Niels around the campfire two weeks ago. I've become a poster child for church. I'll, I'll admit it. I've become a, an advert for church. But it's not an advert for Josh Jane. It's not an advert for the, the thing of church. I've become an advert in my life for this vehicle that God has chosen to reveal Himself to the world, which is called the church, which is called the body of Christ. So how do you grow from a place of your perspective into a place of godly point of view? Ephesians tell us. You go going back to Ephesians 4. Who is supposed to work this in us? So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. If you want to go to a place of working in your life from God's point of view, give yourself firstly to God, surrender firstly to Jesus and to His Holy Spirit, and then surrender yourself to the apostles, to the prophets, to the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers where He has placed you. I know, and I'm not boasting in myself, listen carefully. I know, and I'm not boasting in Willem, I know there's a grace that is flowing through me. I'm experiencing it as I speak to people. There's, there's words that sometimes come out of my mouth, and after I've said it, I look at myself and I say, that's the first time I've said something wise like that. I, I know it's, it wasn't here. I know it comes from here. And sometimes when I speak with someone, there's a reaction from that person. There's something that speaks directly into their hearts. And I know it wasn't like that before, before I became an elder. Before God's grace came on me in that way. So I know there's something that Jesus has placed in me. That flows through me, not mine, His. Flows through me. That is supposed to be for your benefit. That is supposed to help you. But it cannot help you. If you close yourself off to me and to the grace that God has given through me. And the same grace that is in me is in the rest of the body. 
So if you want to benefit from Jesus, if you want to experience something of Jesus, open yourself up to the body and to those that God has placed in your life to lead you into the more things of Jesus. Is that good? Yes. So I want you guys to respond this morning. I want you guys to respond this morning. And if there's something in your heart that says, Lord, I want to move. And Ruach, maybe just come just in a time of worship. I don't know. I've got no clue. <laughs> it's one of those things you, you think it through until the point of where you finish the preach. And then in that moment, it's like, Lord, now what next? But there is something of me that feels that the Lord wants to do something in some of us this morning. Even if it's sometimes just starting up, starting off a shift into something new. So just close your eyes and just stand with me. This morning I feel that the Lord wants to do something a little bit different. Normally I would say, if there's anybody that felt that the preach talked to them, come to the front and we're going to pray with you. But I feel that this morning I want to rely on the Holy Spirit to do something in each one of our hearts. That if there's something in your heart that listen to this preach this morning and listen to Jesus speak this morning, and you say, Lord, I desperately want to move, from a place of functioning from my perspective and I want to start living from a place of point of view. If there's something in your heart that wants to say, Lord, there is something of me that is so captured by my current circumstances. There's something that has captured my heart and my attention with what I'm busy with at the moment. And I want to break out of this place of my perspective. I need to break out of my perspective. I need to break out of what I can see. And I need to see through your eyes. If that's you this morning, I want you to just raise your hands to the Lord right now in Jesus' name. Just raise your hands to the Lord. Now I'm the first person this morning. I'm the first person this morning to say, Lord, I need not just your perspective, but I need your point of view for my life. If that's you this morning, we're going to go into a time of worship. And I believe, I don't want you to, to focus on singing the words. I want you to be open in your heart to receive something of the Holy Spirit this morning. So don't sing it along initially. Don't sing along initially. Focus on Jesus now. And say, Lord, I want a deposit of your Holy Spirit in this area. And I'm trusting you to right now, in this time, shift something in me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just you and the Lord. Just close your eyes and just, just raise your hands in the air to Him. Just as a sign of surrender. It's just a sign of surrender. It's just... Just coming to Him and saying, Lord, I surrender to You. I surrender to Your Holy Spirit right now. And Jesus, if there's any part of me that is captive in a perspective, I'm praying, Lord, for a breakthrough right now in Jesus' name. Take me out of my perspective in Jesus' name and place me in a place of point of view. Put me in a place, Lord Jesus, where I can see through your eyes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will just come right now and just plant a seed in each person's heart this morning that will enable us through your growing it in us to move from living lives of perspective only into lives of your point of view. I pray, Father, that those of us that is looking, and I feel this strongly in my heart right now, there's too many of us that's looking at this life and that has a temporary uh, focus. It's on my pleasure that I'm having now. It's on my earthly pleasures. It's in the pleasures of this earth. And the Lord is saying to you, you're going to miss what I have for you 
if you only focus on what you are experiencing right now. What I have for you is eternal. What I have for you is eternal. It's not for this life only. I want to start something in this life. But my focus is eternal. this morning that just wants to come to Jesus and say Lord my focus has been so much on the here and the now I've been building my life around the here and the now I just want to come and repent of that Jesus I just want to repent of that Jesus I want to just bring it to you Lord I want to say I'm sorry Lord I want to say I'm sorry, Jesus. Change my point of view. That I will no longer live from a place of the here and the now. But I will live from a point of view of eternity. Jesus. 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 I believe there's people also here that's in a situation and in a challenge. And you say, Lord, I'm looking to my breakthrough. I'm waiting for, waiting for my breakthrough. And the Lord is saying, my child, I am the one that is keeping you in that challenge because I want to shape you and form you and grow you. Look for me. Don't look for breakthrough. Look for me. Don't look for the outcome. Because it is in the challenge that I'm going to form and shape you and show you a part of myself that you will not be able to feel in any other way. I want to reveal myself to you, but the only way that I can reveal myself to you is in the situation and not out of the situation. Accept the situation for what it is. A training ground. A place of intimacy. A place of finding me. It's not there to hurt you. It's actually there to bring you closer to me. And I cannot do it in any other way. Trust me for it. 